Welcome to It's Ms. Max Health and Culture. Health is a way of living and the mindset. Culture is a way of being and honoring who we are as a people. Fuse it together for a way of vibing. Take this journey with me. I'll see you inside. Maxine from Ismus Max Health and Culture. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is a beautiful Saturday out here in Los Angeles, California. I hope the weather is good wherever you are in your prospective state. And um, I just want to introduce Miss Cindy Ashby. Without her, of course, none of this would be possible. Please support my sister out here. She's back there on the ones and twos. And we also just want to let you know that you can always catch replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. But we prefer that you come sign up with otwtube.com and listen to our lives at onthewakeupradio.com. And without further ado, I would like to once again introduce my special guest, Brother Ray Coleman from BYOB, Bring Your Own Blackness. Ray, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so Glad to have you back here again in the house. And before we get it all started, Ray, just tell people a little bit about yourself. Well, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, 61 years old, living single, and life is good. You know, uh, a retired vet. <clears throat> uh, I was an audio TV production specialist, and along with an ammunition specialist, along with nuclear biochemistry defense specialist cancer survivor recovering and doing pretty good you know time thanks awesome. by today life is good and and just love my people and um love doing research and and learning more you know what i'm saying because uh, uh when you know when you know better you do better absolutely and i just kind of like um sharing my thoughts and ideas with the with the people around me you know in hopes that it would spark something or somebody would grab on it and take it a little further than I'm taking it, you know, you know, put, do, try to do my part to try to help us make a better history for ourselves at these days and times. That's what my heart is. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, again, it's such a pleasure to have you back on here in the house and doing well. And I'm going to backpedal a little bit because this week, um, Cindy hosted a show, divine femininity and the topic she had, uh, a spiritualist Deidre come on. And I was happy about that because I had this burning question to ask her about this spiritual split. I just been feeling like this aura that was going on. And so I had to ask her the question and she definitely was able to understand what I was talking about. Um, basically it's like, I was feeling like the people like around you, you feel like you know them, but you no longer know them anymore. Like the way your your thought process and their thought process is a whole lot different. And it almost feels a little twilight zone-ish. I mean, if I had to put it in that perspective, because my thoughts are always raising uh, to think ahead. I'm always trying to think ahead of the game. So when the stuff goes down, I can't say, what's going to go down, but at least I can say, yep, that's what I kind of figured. But what I was finding, Ray, was that the conversations that are people that are having, they're not really any real conversations and people are still in the same realm, even in spite of all the things that we've been going through. So now I feel like there's this split happening and there's like this hostility with people. Like you can feel their energy. That's how in, that's how intense it is. I can feel the energy. They don't have to say a word. And so sometimes I was feeling like, am I crazy for feeling like that? Is it me? Is it them? What's going on? And so that's why I wanted to come in and talk. And so the other thing I wanted to address was I kept seeing this number 555. Like everywhere I looked, I kept seeing 555. And I'm not a numerologist person, but if that if numbers keep coming up over and over again, I like to pay attention and see what that is. So I looked it up and 555 means angel number sign is an omen or message or guidance from those in a higher realm taking care of you. Change and happiness are coming your way and things are going to be okay. And that's what Deidre was assuring me as well. Like in spite of what you're feeling, things are going to be okay. You're on a really good path. 
But I also realized that in going to get to the other side of that other path, that you kind of got to go through a pregnancy to get to the birth. And when I talked to you about it, you kind of gave me a different perspective on it. I'm going to let you take that away on, on your perspective about this spiritual split and this spiritual thing that's going on right now in the yeah, world. I like that. I like what you just said about the spiritual birth, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And your labor pains, you know? Yes. And um, nothing's going to come to you. The struggle is where all your blessings come from. There's no struggles, there's no success, you know? So I can relate to everything you said and that's from very wise words. But as far as the spiritual splitting, I, I, I'll say it this way. Um, I don't think it's, it's entirely a spiritual splitting. I think it's a religious religion separating from spiritual type of thing going on, you know, in, in, the, in the religions. The religions are, um, they're operating in fear, absolutely fear. You know, you fear going to hell you're a God-fearing Christian, you know, it's, it's fear, 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 you know, and um, and it has a mental effect on us as well, and um, the propaganda of fear-mongering, you know what I'm saying, they, they control the population by fear, they corral you by fear of phobia and even um, mass hysteria, and I'm seeing quite a bit of that going on, and I'm um, it's a psychological situation as well, you know, and, um, you know, and, and I, I'm seeing that people are becoming a little irrational a lot since this COVID-19. I've seen more crazy stuff going on. The Kims and Karens, they, they, they <laughs> it's an epidemic of Kims and Karens. And, and it's just, I, I, and then the politics, even the politics, politics are so chaotic and, and illogical and crazy you know even, even the news of this times and days you know um i just really find it kind of cheap that the uh, anchorman they are so opinionated instead of just giving you the news they they've got to get their opinions in it and it's getting crazy by the days you know what i'm saying i i'm to the point where i don't even take politics serious anymore you know what i'm saying and so the thing is with this virus, you know, by me having it in 2020, when I had the virus, I noticed something. I had extreme headaches that I called it January 2020. I had extreme headaches, part of one of the symptoms that's long lingering. And even now, sometimes I still have headaches. You know what I'm saying? I had a sister that passed away April 2020 from the virus. And when I was talking to her, she was kind of delirious, you know. So it kind of sparked some interest in me. So I'm the type of person, I will go do research on something that I'm questioning so quick and fast, make your head spin. So I done my research on it, and it's actually a clinical term. It's called uh, COVID-19 delirium, you know. And um, it's more common among uh, um, more chronic cases, but it can also be with mild cases, you know, it can range from anything from confusion all the way to all out just doing some crazy stuff, you know. Another thing that led me to doing that, checking that out was when um, they put the nation on lockdown, people were actually acting crazy on lockdown. Um, violence in the home seemed to have increased at the time and you had a lot more domestic violence in the homes and it was just all kinds of crazy stuff going on and so um that's what led me to do the research on it and at the end of the day by the research you know i understand now that it does affect you psychologically and you add this into the propaganda the fear-mongering the armageddon um and a lot of, and then the sad thing about that is, a lot of people that are religious, so many of them are just suddenly shutting down because they just saying this Armageddon, and they pretty much just giving up on the struggle. I think they're just trying to make it to heaven. You know, they're they're not trying to, they're not struggling and dealing with issues very well. And then 
you know, the division of the vaccinated and the anti-vaccinated, it's, it's chaotic too. I don't understand, first of all, I, I absolutely do not agree with mandatory, but at the same time, pretty much not taking the vaccine is a risk factor, as well as taking the vaccine is a risk factor because it's a, it's, it's a novel vaccine. It's called nanomedicine and, and it's, it's brand new. They never tried these types before, this messenger RNA, send a message to your RNA and, and the nanoparticle uh, technology that covers the lipids and transported there and all these different things. And a lot of people, they're not even taking the time to try to research it and learn about it. They're just making decisions out of fear. You know what I'm saying? They're afraid to catch the virus. They're afraid of losing their job. The anti-vaxxers, you want a right not to take the vaccine. But then you kind of be hypocritical. You criticize those who take the vaccine. And I kind of feel like that's kind of like poking the bear kind of thing. It just don't make any sense. You should respect people's rights to take the virus. You know, that way you have a justifiable reason to stand strong on your human rights to deciding what you want to do with your body. It's so much chaos. It's so much chaos. Anthony Fauci, for example, come to find out, uh, I think his organization, the HNI or the NIH, which one is it? HNI or NIH, whatever the, his foundation is, you find out that they've been funding the Wuhan lab, you know, and um, they're claiming that they didn't fund this part of and that this that don't make any sense and then you gotta ask yourself why is he not in trouble when china is absolutely an enemy country of the united states why is he not facing any type of espionage or or whatever why is he not facing anything it dawned on me when i found out I, oh so this is why obama knew about a pandemic to come and he has set up this pandemic um, um, branch and Trump dismantled it. But now it all is clear. And the reason why they're not confronting Fauci is because there's a lot more people involved in this. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to kind of interject, oh man, you said a, a good mouthful. To kind of interject to go back. Let's go back to the, you talked about the fear of the religion. Let me tell you something, because I was a part of the church and the whole thing that we always talked about was Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And I believe in the Christians minds. They thought that when Jesus was going to come, it was going to play out like a two hour apocalyptic movie. Like he was going to come down and the skies were going to open and the Red Seas and all this stuff. But that's not the way it works. If you really read the Bible and understand the breakdown everything worked in like thousands of years in slow, slow time. The only thing that was instant was grace, faith, you know, forgiveness, those type of things were always instant, but everything else was over a long period of time. And so in the Christian's minds, it's confusing because they're thinking like, Okay, I've been praying, I've been doing everything that I'm supposed to do as a Christian or so they think, why are these things happening? Why am I getting sick? Why, you know, uh, going through the vaccine, like you said, to vax or not to vax. And I think that was a lot of it. Now, I remember when the when everything was shut down, going back to what you're saying is that you saw that a lot of the religions pulled off of like the Internet. You weren't seeing them out there anymore as before they, they had a large presence. And usually what is the reason for the presence? Well, money. Okay. Money is the presence. So now that everybody is laid off their, their jobs, can't get re, you know resources. Now they kind of have to buckle down. And so they can no longer put that fear because now people are now opening up their eyes. Then also piggybacking on what you talked about the shift. Now I'm understanding it more. It is the vax versus the unvaxed. And just piggybacking on what you're saying is that if you choose not to be vaxxed, that's fine, but you cannot have your cake and eat it too. Meaning that if you choose not to be vaxxed, 
and you know that you have pre-existing conditions, then you need to quarantine yourself in a way so you are not exposed. Even if you get the vax, you kind of still need to quarantine yourself in a way because you are not immune from the vaccination. Even though we got the shot, but they don't have the variant that's going to take away the virus. It's only to help to slow it down. And maybe, maybe not. It just depends on the person. It depends on your immune system. There's a lot of different factors that play into this. And going back when you talked about the fear, the other part of the fear is, like you said, they threaten us now with our jobs. Who ever thought in this world, as long as I've lived, that they that you would be told that you could not have a job because you chose not to get a vaccine. That is a civil right almost, you know, thing. And going back to the Karens, <laughs> the Kims and the Karens, the Kims, the Karens and the Kens and all of them. Well, what scared them is because now they found out that they had to get out of their cognitive dissonance and realize that this is a world issue. This is a people issue. This ain't no black, white, brown issue. You are just as immune to catching this virus. You are you are not exempt from losing your job. Out here in Los Angeles, we had a sheriff, the chief uh the chief of the over the sheriff department be suspended because he ordered he would not put the order in for his people to get the to get the vaccination mandate. And that's we're talking about 110,000 employees. 110,000 employees. And that's here in Los Angeles. So that is what is helping to cause this shift and this split and put the us and the them. There's a new us and them. But with the white people, they were in that bubble for so long that now they're like, what? This can attack me, my money. Let me tell you something. The last year that I worked at uh, the company before the one I am now, it was an election year and both times when Trump was in office, he threatened to take away the Affordable Care Act. Well, this, the second time, it was scarier because we were hit with the COVID. People were afraid. They were losing their jobs. Uh, many of them had lost loved ones. They had been hospitalized and they were scared as shit. They were losing their minds and they didn't know who to take it out on. They, I mean, I felt like I got so beat up over that season. I said, okay, this is my last season. I cannot do this. I don't work in fear like this. I don't live my life like this. No matter what's going on, that's not my life. So I think all those things combined is causing this shift. And just like you said, Barack Obama did put in place something for the pandemic and Trump came in and he took it away. He wanted he because he just wanted to undo everything that Barack Obama was doing. Because let's be real, <laughs> and anything Barack did, he was gonna do the opposite. He said Barack said red, he said blue. That's just the way it was. It didn't matter if it was right or wrong, or if it was right. He didn't care. He just wanted to undo it. And then, hence, look what happened. Because we didn't have an ordinance in place, things got out of hand. Scams happened, and then it just caused a trigger effect. And everything that we're dealing with right now, we've got people and the, you talk about the crime, <laughs> the crime is still uh, relevant out here. They have the smash and grab in Los Angeles where they have these young kids that are coming together and they're going to the high end stores and grabbing and taking as much as they can because people are becoming desperate. So that's where the apocalyptic type of behavior is coming in. Or the zombie, like I'm very intrigued with zombie movies. And I'll say this last and I'll let you get to your point. There is also a couple of movies that out there about population control. And that is Utopia. The, um, Sister uh, Jamaica gave me that one, Cindy. Uh, Utopia, I watched that fully all the way through. I was like, oh my God. And it had to do to talk about what? A vaccine. And then there's one on Netflix called What Happened to Monday? Another population control movie. We have to pay attention because they're trying to tell us things through these movies. So is it not a wonder that we're having all these mood shifts and all these things going on? Because just like you said, the news is coming on and talking to us and telling us they are now creating the, the, the narrative. Every day they're talking about that vaccine. When did you ever hear them talk about a flu shot every day? When, when with, with flu season, they may tell you one or two times, go get the flu shot, go get the flu shot. But now every day, morning to night, you're hearing about COVID or scrolls across about talking about COVID.
COVID and how, you know, make sure you go get that booster. Now it's the booster. And then how many boosters we got to get a year once you get two, the two shots. <laughs> right. And then when you have a reaction, it's the first time in history I ever heard them say that when you have a reaction to a vaccine, that's a good thing. That just, that just don't win. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I never got the flu shot. I'm serious. I never got the flu shot. Yeah, I'm good. I, I've had, I had the virus. I had the virus and it kicked my ass. It damn near killed me. It honestly mm. damn near killed me. It messed up my kidneys, messed up my lungs, messed up my preliminary circular system, left me with a clot in my leg, left me mm. taking um, anticoagulant for the rest of my life. And um, I'm quite sure if I get it again, I'm grass. But my logic in this chaotic situation is if I end up paying that, the ultimate price for not taking that vaccine, at least I did it my way. I did 21 years in the army and, you know, like any education systems, the police forces, the medical society, the military, all these institutions, you have to be inoculated. And um, in the military, when you join the military, you sign that dotted line, you agree for them to test you without even letting you know. And so um, it, they have what you call these air guns. And, um, you know, many times in the military, I don't went through a line where seven doctors on one side, they they pumping you, you come out looking like you ready to go play a football game, you know, and they giving us all these different inoculations, vaccines and whatnot, and we don't even know what it is. They're not telling us what it is because they got a right to do what they want. We're government issue. Me, myself, before I went to the Army, I wasn't allergic to anything. I, I, I wasn't allergic to bee stings. I was not having skin issues, you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm allergic to everything so bad I got to take an injection every two weeks. And I honestly believe that them, them giving us all those vaccines and not even telling us what it is, now I'm allergic to practically everything. I'm allergic to a lot of pharmaceutical medicines. And not only that, I was taking the H1N1 vaccine. You know, this is when I learned my lesson. I caught a cluster of flus. I've never seen that before in my life. Two or three to four um, different viruses and colds at the same time. And I kind of figured that that must be these vaccines. They must be using cluster viruses and they're giving, they administering them. And then I'm, I'm having that happen. So I stopped doing it. And the amazing thing about it is for nine years straight, all the way up till I had my prospect removed, I did not have one cold. And every every year I'm sick from different things while I'm taking these vaccines. So from my own personal experience, and by me being allergic to so much stuff, so many pharmaceutical things and whatnot, you know, I'm, I'm already having biological uh, problems because I break out in rashes and stuff. I'm not taking that vaccine because I'm more concerned about the quality of life over the quantity. I mean, they say that it doesn't change your DNA, but that just don't make sense that, you know, you, you, you're sending a messenger RNA to make my RNA do something different than what it would have done. So otherwise, it's something that is not organic. You know what I'm saying? You, it's, you're making my RNA do something different which is half of my DNA because my mitochondria DNA is the other part. So I don't understand how you can, you can sit there and tell me that this is not changing your DNA. Well, if it's not changing my DNA, how is that possible when my RNA is doing something that it wouldn't normally do? That's one half of my DNA. And that's the problem. The government just don't respect us. They're treating us like children. They, they, they're not being transparent. They're being arrogant and self-centered and they want to make all these decisions for us and they don't want us to do nothing but follow along. Let, you know, go ahead and put this stuff in my body. You know what I'm saying? That, I don't need to know what it is. That's what they want us to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's just totally, that's totally self-betrayal. And yes. even if, if you come out okay, it's still self-betrayal because you're taking too much of a risk for you not to understand the risk you're taking. If you submit to that type of situation, you, you, you're already a slave. 
you're a slave, you know, because you, you pretty much, they got control over you physically, mentally, psychologically, in all aspects, you know. I'll tell you something else, too. Religions are the parent of politics. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Out of every 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 political system of these days and times, their foundation are the religions. That's why you have like 300 different translations of the New Testament and whatnot, because each society tweaks Bibles to fit their society standards and, and cultures and, and government and whatnot. And so along with the religions, the fear mongering of the religion. And then when you talk about Armageddon, actually it was called, it's called a Gita. They've been having battles on the Gita. That's like a um, export import trade region near Egypt that if you're controlling the slave or if you're controlling the um, import and export in, out of, in, out, in and out of Africa, you have to control this region. And if, if you check that, it's called Gita. If you look at it, it's been so many battles there. The anthropologists say it's layers and layers and layers of evidence of so many different battles. And so actually Armageddon has already happened. Armageddon is enough, is the Greek word for Agita. And so you, you need to know these things. Lean not to your own understanding is what the Christians are taught. You know, and then when they talk about the uh, tree of knowledge, you can eat from the tree of life, but not from the tree of knowledge. It's, right. it's, it's just, it doesn't want you to know anything. If you read the Quran according to the Bible, that's a sin. You know, and if you read the Kabbalah, that's a sin. You know, all you can read is this Bible and that Bible and, and the Jewish, this and that. The division is in there too as well. Right. And I'll give it to you in a nutshell. I don't care what religion you are. It all boils down to your behavior. That's what the whole premise of the book is supposed to be about behavior. You can talk about the Old Testament and all the stories. It is what it is. And, and people want to pick and choose and decide how they want to twist the, the verbiage, you know, of the, of the meaning and make it suitable for themselves. We know that. And they become self-centered and, um, but yet they still turn out to be the most judgmental people. You know, the Bible also tells you um, not only lean not to your own understanding, but also, you know, he who cast the first stone. If you cast the first stone against someone that that meant, are you exempt from any type of sin? You want to crucify somebody else? Mm -hmm. for for doing something wrong but you're exempt so there's a lot of cognitive dissonance again that goes on with the religions you know and so they want to pick and choose they want to pick and choose what they're following what they're believing so now that we're going through all of this all of all of this mayhem i want to call it mayhem and it's happening at a slow pace at a very slow pace and I think that's where the shift and the confusion and everything be going on. And not to mention the death. You yourself has experienced two deaths, you know, with your sisters. So just imagine um, the people around you. In my family, we have we got two deaths within a month that we're dealing with. Yeah. And so that's the difference in this shift is because we have never seen anything like it before. We know that when I was growing up, Ray, the order of death was it was the elder who passed away you didn't see a lot of young people passing away like you are now yes not only are they passing away due to covid there is a high suicide rate mm -hmm. amongst our young people you know miss usa jumped off a building this beautiful girl 30 years old regina king's son committed suicide and it makes me wonder like what is going on there's i'm telling you there's a there's a demon out there the resilience is like i don't know it's not there so how do you have so much and feel you have so little mentally spiritually that bothers me because i have a daughter in her 30s i also have a son a, a, a black male son who's 17. i had to have that talk with both of them like i never want you all to feel like you need to take your life we can talk it out we can work it out sometimes Things are not as big as you think they are. They may seem big to you, but if we can talk it out, 
let's work through it. And I'm and you're talking to a person who has been through ups and downs, highs and lows, depression, nervous breakdown, and all of that. And do you know, in all of that, I never wanted to take my life. I never thought about taking my life. Me either. I wanted to persevere through it. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I wanted to persevere. And that's what I want to teach my children. And I feel like when I talk about the shift, these are the things that I'm talking about. I don't like to hear those type of stories. We have so many different dynamics that are going on right now. Whenever you are attacked with your finances, whenever you are, um, your civil rights are being, you know, challenged, whenever you're told, like you said, you're, you're being told what to do. Even your jobs. I work at home and they still were asking for vaccination. So I'll give you the other side of the story of a person who is vaccinated. So I am vaccinated, but do not get it twisted. It's not like I was like, oh my gosh, listen, I need to go get this vax. No, that was not the case <laughs> for me. And I did it because I have my mom living here with me. You know, I have a son, 17. So it was just really like a fluke that I went to go and do it. I was holding off as long as possible when people were running like sheep to go get that damn shot. I'm like the form, I live like by the Los Angeles form and it was packed every day. People was running in there. This was before they made it a mandate. They weren't making you do it back then. It was like voluntary and people was lining up to go get that damn shot. And that's the one where everybody was getting sick and they were out for five and seven days. So by the time I got it, they were like, well, how did you feel? And I'm like, fine. And my friend jokingly, she's like, oh, you must've got the FDA approved one because the ones that, the people got in the beginning, that was kind of like the test COVID shot. We don't know what they was putting in that shit. Wow. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> like, what are you putting in this stuff? And now you're trying to push the booster. You know, you're trying to push that. What is in that? I'm like, again, I'm not in no rush to go get no third shot. You know, like I said, I'm a person who never got the flu shot. And I hate, this is the, the this is where I'm gonna tell you, Ray, where I really feel the split has come in. I am so tired that now when I talk to people, that's the first thing they want to bring up about the shot. Did you get it? Like, it's really not even your business if if I got it or not. It's, it's kind of like, well, do you have herpes or don't you? Or do you got you know, a disease or not. I, I feel like it's on that level. You are violating my HIPAA rights, asking me about what, if I got this shot or not. Why do you care? Why are we having this roundtable discussion about that? If I got it, fine. If you didn't get it, fine. But you just need to go do, you need to do, and I need to, what I have to do. If you, you want to separate, then that's what we have to do. I mean, some people were taking it to that level. That's what I'm saying. They were kind of getting... They were like the government, like, yeah, the government said it's almost like the government said this is what we got to do. So it's almost like they want to judge and punish you. And at the end of the day, I don't give a damn. I could be over here by myself. I don't care, because if that's what we're going to split about, then I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned because you didn't want to fight a little bit or had a, had a little bit more questions. As, as soon as they said it, you just was like, OK, I'm, I'm concerned about that. Mm hmm. And me personally, I, I I'm not taking the vaccine, but I I I don't have no. The thing with me is respect my choice not to take the vaccine. That's and, right. And in return, in return for payment of that, I'm respect your choice to take it. We all have a right to do what we got to do. Me personally, I'm gonna put on my two masks and my face shield. And I'm gonna do my six foot difference. Wash my hands. Because, see, I was nuclear biochemistry defense specialist in the Army. So with that, I've been trained how to survive. Well, first of all, I was trained how to analyze and determine what's nuclear, what's biological, and what's chemical. And then when I do that, I determine how it affects you and, and what type of apparatuses that you need to protect yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I've been trained to survive in a nuclear biological or chemical hazardous environment without becoming contaminated. So I'd rather work with that. I'd rather work with that because I feel at least I got more control. Unfortunately, in this region too, like around here, um, you can check this out. You go on the news. Uh, Indiana was like one of the worst places in America when it comes to the, H the COVID-19 virus. And uh, here where I'm at in Allen County, 
it's been crazy. Even now, about a week ago, all the counties in Indiana was in the red. And uh, yeah, well, elaborate on that. You were talking about that it was a red state. Tell me, tell the people about that because that was that story you told me was crazy. Oh, okay, okay, I get to, I get to it. But the, the, the what I mean by we're in the red here, they got like here in this state, they got like a, a chart. You could be in the yellow, which is okay, or you can be in the orange. That's when it's getting bad, and the red is when the hospital being overran. But what I was talking about with the red states is this is Trump territory. Mm, okay, got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, my neighbor, he's a Trump supporter. And um he told me um he's he don't caught the virus twice. And uh so I tell him, I said, Well man, you don't you don't ever wear masks. Any the mask don't work, right? The mask don't work. Well, I say, okay, man, let's let's do it this way. I, I say, for example, like me, I said, you know, I caught it before it was actually televised that it was a virus. I said, but after that, I wear my mask everywhere I go. I said, and I haven't caught it again. I said, so what did that tell you? So he, he want to get off the phone then. I don't get that. I don't get that. How can you not be wearing a mask and don't call it twice and it ain't it ain't clicking in your mind? Maybe I should try wearing a mask, you know? <laughs> so he's what we're talking about. He's the one that wants to have his cake and eat it too. Okay, fine. I respect the fact that you don't want to take the shot. That is fine. However, you still can't be out here willy-nilly, not only contaminating yourself, but contaminating other people around you. Last month, I went to the bank. I'm, a, I'm in the bank. Nobody in the bank, all eight other people don't have on a mask. I'm the only one in there with a mask on. While I'm in the bank, my nephew called me to tell me that his 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 woman that he lived with, she caught COVID again because they had just recovered like a week before. And I say to him, I said, Well, that knocks that um that natural immune theory down. I said, because y'all just y'all just sick like a week ago. And y'all back sick again, you know what I'm saying? My neighbor, I just told you he had it twice. The neighbor next to him don't had it. And my sister, her clans, they breakthrough cases. They all vaccinated and it still ran through her family, you know? And so that's the thing with me is you take the vaccine, that's fine. But it's like, I'm listening to the politicians. She say that, um, 71% of the American populated population is fully vaccinated. They said this like a couple months back. And I think to myself, well, okay, 71% of pop American population is vaccinated. And the va and as far as the back a month ago, it was as bad as it had ever been before. It's just it was just as bad. And I and I'm thinking this don't add up. If 71%, that means only only 39% have not taken. Wait a minute, 71. That means 29% of the population is not vaccine, but the hospitals are full. And then they want to claim that 80% of the population in the hospitals are people that are non-vaccinated. Well, how, that don't that the numbers not adding up because. If 71% of the people are vaccinated, only 29 is not, how are they making up 80% of a population overwhelming these hospitals? It's a lot of smokes and mirrors here. It's a lot of smokes and mirrors. Well, I think too, a lot of people, they're just calling everything COVID. <laughs> so, and I think that's the case. So you don't, you could be going in for one thing and they'll say, oh, we're going to, we're going to uh, label it as COVID because, you know, with COVID there's money. Like you said, we have to still take our precautions. We still got to do what we got to do to make sure that we're staying as safe as possible. And even then, there's still no guarantee. We, we can't be a hermit in the house. I still got to go to the grocery store. I got I still got to, you know, live my life and do and do the things that I got to do. It's, it's, well, it's a pandemic. Now they're calling it endemic. What the hell? Oh, is that's it? what it's called? I missed that. And yeah, I, I didn't know it was called an endemic. endemic. I don't know if they end as in the end or in as in inside, but it's an endemic now. I honestly think it's the, it, it's nothing changed. They're just trying to change the name to make us think something different. This is what's really been a wrench in the program from the get-go. Is It's too political. 
that part yeah it's too political and it's chaotic and like right now we're coming up on midterms and people trying to get in office again i think they changing the name try to make it look like with something better coming along you know what i'm saying <laughs> but see that's what i'm saying even with all this stuff going on ray that's what i'm this is my point with everything that we just talked about so many of us are still business as usual. And I think we still, we have this self-preservation type of mindset. As long as it's not happening to me, then it's not my problem. I don't care if it happened two doors down to my neighbor. I don't care if it happened to my family. Oh, well, still business as usual. We need to really have this conversation where what happens when things really go down. There was a point in the beginning of the pandemic where we were talking about preparing, making sure that we were taking care of ourselves during the food shortage, making sure, depending on the state that you lived in, that you were properly armed. What were we doing to make sure that our, at least our blocks were taken care of? And then it just kind of went by the wayside because what happens is, again, people revert, revert back into their own feelings. And so they forget about the mission. And that's always our problem, Ray. We start off with a good conversation, but then some, some time on, you know, down the line, we end up losing sight of, of the focus of what we should be lasering in on. And so what we do is we start talking about a whole bunch of BS. If one person, if don't ask me, did I see Real Housewives of Atlanta? No, I don't watch that shit. Do not ask me that. I stopped watching a long time ago, way before the pandemic, because I think it's a, a curse to our people. We don't act like that. We don't walk into restaurants and throw liquor at each other. And, you know, uh, we're all dolled up. And we don't, that's not what we do. But that's what the, the television wants to uh, portray. So there's a lot of distraction going on. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of distraction going on. And so that's why I always try to stay focused. So people ask me, did you watch this and do that? You know, unless it's something good, like I said, I am very much of the, unless it's like the utopia or what, uh, you know, what happened to Monday or anything that I think that's real life. And that, that has my attention. Cause I figured that's the way you're trying to tell me the story. Like, this is what I'm trying to tell you guys. I know it's entertainment, but this is something that can truly happen. I could see this coming to fruition. No people of religion, if you are listening, Jesus, if you were to say that he came, he was, he's been on this earth a long time watching what everyone was doing. And some of you failed the test. All the, a lot of you failed the test. So <laughs> you missed your mark. That's where the confusion is coming in. That's where the stress and depression, because, you know, you thought you were doing the right thing, but you were being judgmental, mean. You were not living by the words of God. It is about your behavior. It is about um, it is about faith. It is about having grace. It is about humbling your spirit. It is about having mercy, learning to get along with others. You don't have to be in everybody's face, but there's a certain level. You have to make sure that you control that tongue. Bible talks a lot about that, about the tongue. Make sure that you're careful of the words that are coming out of your mouth because it's the way, that's the way you live this life. Whatever you put out in this world is what you're going to get back. So if you're a hell raiser, guess what? You're going to get hell raisers back at you. And are you prepared for that? So you want to be ride to die and all this stuff until you're 90 years old? Okay, so be it, but just be prepared. Yeah, the power... That spell is in the written word. That's why they call it spelling in the spoken yes. word. That's why they call it gospel. That's right. And uh, so uh, many times, you know, we 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 we're under that spell because of them things. And uh, and I'll say this: I ain't trying to knock. I mean, me myself, I'm 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 not I'm not any religion. I I mean, I'm not an atheist. God is in me. God yeah. is in me. I know God is in me and I obey the God in me. I don't need to go to church and I don't need to read the Bible. I just need to listen to the God in me, you know, and make sure I submit myself to the God in me. But I'm going to say this, uh, religions definitely has failed because a lot of people making choices out of fear that the Bible don't even agree with. They talk about the mark of the beast, but you're not acting like you got concerned about it. You sure taking whatever it takes to keep on living. And that's, that's the thing with especially us 
I, I ain't trying to be like crazy Kanye and say some dumb stuff like we <laughs> slavery was a choice. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm going to say this. A white supremacy, racism, can't work without black cooperation. Ooh. We good at talk complaining about the racism. We good at complaining about the injustice. We're good about complaining about everything, but we're not good at realizing our role we're playing within the system that we're depending on that's absolutely against us. You know, the religions have failed because, you know, they talk about you can, with the spirit of God, and you can handle snakes and drink the poison and you won't get sick. But I'll tell you what, you've seen they start going to them churches. <laughs> they start <laughs> mm-hmm. going to them churches. And, uh, Ain't, they ain't worried about the mark of the beast. They taking that shot. You know what I'm saying? They taking that shot, and that's okay. That's their right. But at the end of the day, it's too much flip flopping going on. It's too many flip flopping. It's too much flip flopping. Right. Because again, religion is just following a routine, right? But yeah. when you're actually truly faith based, then it's going to show on you. It's going to show in your persona. It's going to show in the way and the character of the person who you are. And so, just like you said, the reason why they're doing that is because, again, the pastors, you know, these politicians or the, the government has come to the to the churches and says, hey, if you can get your people to come in and get that vaccine, we've got some money on the table for you. Can you set up over here on a Saturday? And they come out and they set up and everything is all nice. There's money in that. It still boils back down to the money, Ray. And again, like I said, It is your choice to do what you want to do. And this is where the divide and the split has come. It is your choice if that's what if you so choose. But do not be judgmental hmm, of other people who choose not to do it. And because, again, again, I will say there is no guarantee that even if you do have the get the vaccinations, that there's a chance that you can still get it depending on your immune system. We don't know how compromised are you. A lot of people are sick. And don't know it or don't know how sickly they really are. They don't know how sick they really are. So that's why it varies from from person to person. And again, I just don't like having the discussions as soon as we walk in the room. Oh, did you get it? Did you not get it? And I'm like, why are we even having this discussion? It's my business if I do or don't. Yeah, it's a personal. Yes, yeah, a personal choice like anything else. It's a, it's a personal choice. But not only are people working in fear, but fear is being put upon us. And like I said, the white folks is not taking it well. Now they understand what it feels like to have your rights violated. You know, when you tell black folks that they couldn't go into a a milkshake shop, to a hamburger place. Now you're being told to wear a mask. They know they need it, but just because they're being told that they need to do it, they don't like that. They're not used to being told what to do. That don't make any sense though, because listen to what I'm saying. Now, okay, I'm put you make I gotta wear a mask in the public because of this pandemic. Okay, that's violating my rights. So wait a minute. So let me think about this. If wearing a mask is violating my right, well what about wearing clothes? What about <laughs> wearing clothes in the public? You know, I can I can't go in the public without clothes on, and that's that's violating my rights. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's simply putting something on what about when you go to the gas station you can't come in with no shoes no shirt no service that's right you want to cherry pick now um you're violating my rights for wearing a mask well i i, I next time it's 90 degrees outside i'm coming outside naked and enjoying myself <laughs> <laughs> that's right because that is your right I'm you don't want to wear a mask you want to come out butt naked what's the difference right Hey, I, hey, my face is free. Now my body got to be free. You know that, that's right. Hey, just go for it. That's what I say. Just go, it don't just make go any sense, go though. It. it don't make no sense. It's just it's just stupidity. I mean, it's like I used to not wear my seatbelt. I used to not wear my seatbelt. I felt like I was being a rebel. This sheriff gave me a seatbelt violation. Two weeks went by. They, they, they suspended my license in two weeks. So... <laughs> Oh no. So I paid the seatbelt violation. And then, like uh, my insurance company raised my insurance up $10 a month for two years and behind that. So that cost me $240 from just that. So you know what? 
Now put on that seatbelt now. You know what I'm so, saying? Right. So what is the point here? There's a price to pay for everything. That's just the bottom line. There's a price to pay for everything. Whether right. it doesn't matter what you believe, there's a price to pay. You make this choice, you have to learn to deal with the consequences along the line. But I'll just say this in closing. I say to folks is that just learn to be aware of your surroundings. Learn to be aware of what's going on in the world. Read some things. Open up a book. Because too many of us are living in this world with no clue, no knowledge of anything. And then when things come up like the tsunami, they're like, oh, my gosh. It's like, but we were, we, you've been told like all year that this tsunami was coming. Why is it such a surprise to you? And now you want to be in a, in a panic and you did nothing to prepare. We should always be prepared to keep food in our house at all times. I ordered after this last um, shutdown and I spent eight hours in a grocery store for the week. I said, oh, no, we're ordering water. I will not stand in line ever again like that for hours on end for no water and no paper towel and toilet paper. So it taught me to now keep stuff in stock. See, what happens is we get comfortable and then we go back to the way things were when we should never go back to the way things were because this is a new normal, whether we like it or not. Very much. So we got to stay prepared at all times. I say, we're going to keep cold in the house. They think I'm crazy. You know, I'm the equalizer. I keep weapons around here. I, in the car. I ain't going to say everything, but you know, I keep stuff around <laughs> yeah. because I want to be prepared at all times. I want my, my food, you know, and we still need to get better as far as growing um, agriculturally, making sure that we're growing at least some type of potato, something, do something. Are you talking to your neighbors? Do you know about the bartering system? what you can do to make sure that if you don't have it, what can you barter? Because that's the next thing that's coming up. So those are the things of the conversations that I want us to really focus on while we're going through this spiritual shift right now and stop trying to go back to this back to normal because there is no, there is no back to normal. There is no back to normal. Miss Cindy, did you want to chime in on this before we we get out this afternoon? No, what I wanted to say was basically when you guys were talking about, you know, all the spiritual disasters that's happened out in in the world, I was thinking about the fact that most people are already empty and they're trying to fill voids mm. and the lockdown basically made it worse, created yes, more rage. Is more sadness, more depression, because it was pro they were being programmed a little bit too hard. Now that everybody break down, I think it was 1100, 1100 suicides a day. <gasps> like people were like really checking out. And so if you think about what cognitive dissonance is, it's really you and I go for the same job and they offer you $20 an hour, but they off, offer me a dollar. We both doing the same job. Hey, um, do you like this stuff? You getting paid $20. I mean, I ain't never had it, but you could buy it because you still getting $20, right? Right. You don't care. They ask me. I'm like, oh, it's the best. I'm going so hard for my dollar right like I, it's like i don't know what the fuck i'm worth like do you get what i'm saying no one right, right. Money because if you got that then you would be like now nah, i'm not wearing this now nah, i'm not taking that but everybody's been so demeaned in fucking united states of america they just feel like fuck it i go to work every day you think it's normal to have to get up and go to work every fucking day just no. to not see a place that you're paying for and then the money runs out and you got to go back again. That's fucking purgatory. That's hell. It's like a special gate of hell. It is purgatory. That's sharecropping on a grander scale. Let me tell you something. I walked away from corporate America in 2014. I was like, oh, no, I got to find my own way. And I, re and I changed my career. And I love the fact that it was on my terms. You see what I'm saying? And, I'm, and not just in my job. I'll say this. You should always be growing outside of just a job. I don't know how people do it. Like, how do you just have a job and think that's all good and that's just the end all? I can't. 
I would go crazy if I did that. I always have to have other things going on to keep my sanity because if the job goes away, I need to know how to reinvent myself again in the event that job goes away. And just like Cindy said, people will fight for that dollar. Oh my gosh. And I, I, I've never heard so much, like even now in the, in, cause I work from home and I hear sometimes in conversations, well, I don't know. They're, they're doing this. Do you think they're going to lay us off? I'm like, so the fuck, what if they do? These are things that are out of your control. So what if they lay us off? Go get another job. We got licenses. Hello. Not only that, when it comes to these jobs, and then I want to say something, but I didn't speak on that suicide thing. But when it comes to these jobs, what what's baffling me is that most of the jobs now, the, the average job, you're working 12 hours a day on them. Okay. So say, for instance, you got... Uh, you got two adults in one family, but they working 12 hours a day. Who at home taking care of the family and the children? It was a time when the businesses and everything was set and designed to support the family. Now, the family supports the corporation. This, this family That's right. For the corporations. You know That's right. And guess what? It used to be a time where work was delegated evenly. Now they try to figure out ways to make you do 10 jobs for the same salary. And if you're black, you got to work twice as hard as white people or they're going to fire you. If you only work right. as good as that white person, they're going to get rid of you because the good old boy can do that. Now, this suicide thing, I'm just going to say it. Her thing is, the whiter we act, the sicker we get. Mm. And um, I don't know how yeah. old you are, but I, I, you know, I didn't hear about, honestly, 30 years ago, it was no black people committing suicide. It was not. It was not. It wasn't happening. That's what I'm trying to say. You did not hear about that. Commit, that committing suicide, not me growing up, or all these missing and exploited children. Come on now, all of that. The thing is, though, this is what I think is going on, too. 20 or 30 years ago, black people was defending themselves. Kids would have fights at school, fighting against the bully. You know, they yes. didn't go to child, um, the child center, the child jail or whatever you want to call it. But they're taking away our ability to defend ourselves and protect ourselves and stand up for ourselves. It's like it's like I'm, I, I'm on Facebook and I just said that my mother was a brown belt in judo and she used to tell me, fight your fights or I'll kick your ass. Facebook, mm -hmm. Me in Facebook jail for saying that. Because they don't want black people having that fighting spirit. They want That's us right. to be completely dominant. And then the children and people coming up, they, they don't have no way of defending themselves. They're, they're in this system that's attacking them. They mm -hmm. don't have no way to defend themselves, and they just feel hopeless. And so, you know, it, the thing that happened is when people get to that point, either they become suicidal or they become homicidal. That's where our things is going on because now that uh, um, human aggression that's kept us alive as a population of people, as, as a species, our human aggression, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't survive as long as we have. But now that that is being taken away from us, well, how are we going to cope? How are we going to deal with these attacks? How are we going to deal with the unfairness and the racism and the discrimination and the harassment? You know what I'm saying? They're taking all of this from us. You know, that's right. So, when you can't I, express who you are, when you can't express yourself. Yeah. So they commit suicide because they got a long life to live and they, they don't know what to do because I can't defend myself. So I just kill myself. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I that's, laughing, a, but... that's a tough thing. That's a tough pill to swallow because, you know, I'm a girl grew up from the hood and you're right. Everything was duking it out. Even your friend, your best friend would just one day say, girl, let's fight after school because she just want to know. We friends, but I want to know, do you fear me? Yeah. Would you stand up to me? And then after I had, I had to take the challenge, whether I wanted to or not. And guess what? After that, we were good. And long we as was fine after people, that. long as us black people aren't standing up for ourselves, we're soft, easy targets for the Kims, Karens, and the Ku Klux Klan, and everybody else that want to do something to us. You know, we can't do nothing about it. You know, people talk about revolution and civil wars and all that black people be talking about that but that's the carriage before the horse if you can't support yourself as people independently i mean as a people you absolutely ain't in no conditions 
to be having civil wars or 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 or, or, or uh, revolutions because you you can't you can't defeat an enemy depending on to get your ammunition your rifles and your boots and your food supplies and whatever you need in order That's for right. you to have this successful civil war or revolution you can't do it the antidote for fear is knowledge That's if you right. just take the time to inform yourself and educate yourself and prepare it's like me for example i'm a soldier i got my panic pack i, I i've been i've been keeping supplies just in case things pop off i got my little little panic pattern do my thing i already got all that ready everybody should be doing that because you don't know what's going to happen nowadays but the problem That's with right. us is too many of us just want to go back to the good old days when the good old days ain't never been good days for us that, right that's what i'm saying the good old days and and being comfortable and we know in life in order to get comfortable you got to get uncomfortable that's just the way it is in order to move up in life and get to the next level is it going to be easy in life no it's not it's not going to be easy but like you said if you open a book if you read if you you know go check and get the information so that way you don't have to feel so panicked but in any case you know we're we're all doing the best we can with what we have i'm just glad that we had this conversation and i'm just grateful to you know, align myself with people like yourself who who know it because I'm telling you, if I talk, have these conversations out here, they'll think I'm crazy. They're like, what is she talking about? And I'm telling you, they're going to understand one day everything that I'm saying and everything you're saying that we're talking about will come to fruition in a way that they can see it up close and personal, up close and personal. And every day I'm like, okay, is this going to be the day? Because I don't know what this government is trying to do or put down on us, but I see what they're inching at. I see where they're inching. You know what and it so, Depopulation—that's no—that's no theory. That's no, theor that's no uh, conspiracy. That's a fact. Depopulation is real, one hundred percent real. That is absolutely right. Well, Ray, I thank you so much for taking the time out and of your day. In honor and respect, and thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And Ray, where can they find you? Like on Facebook or Facebook, where can the people find Instagram. you? Um, I, I got, uh, I think I'm chiming Ray on um, Twitter, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's your Instagram handle? I didn't know you had Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Ray Coleman, but the, it's Ray Coleman together. But where the ego in Coleman is a W and I couldn't get it out and they stuck in there. And that, that I just kept it like that. So it's Ray Ray C O L W M A N. Ray okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll find you out there. And again, you guys can find me um, at Instagram. You can find me at <laughs> ministry underscore and underscore wellness. I'm also on Facebook at ministry and wellness. And also you can find me and look at here at on the wake up radio.com. If you want to look at our past videos, got a lot of great content uh me and brother ray this is our third video our third uh podcast together and i'm excited about it so this one and of course this will not be our last right we're going to continue on having the conversation i'm gonna let you pick the pick the topic next time ray okay yes ma'am all right and cindy thank you for doing what you do yes miss beautiful and wonderful cindy you yes y'all are such sweet loving mothering spirits i thank you both With thank you thank you so much it's work to get here i tell you but I, i'm grateful for this life i'm grateful for all the people that are in my life and i'll say this lastly before i go out when you want to grow when you are trying to grow as a person you have to go outside of your realm i find that i get the most accomplished with people that i have never even been in a room with that's an amazing accomplishment so we can get things done together and still be a family, it, it's it's possible. And I want people to think outside of the box. So you all, thank you so much for being here today and joining Isma's Max Health and Culture. And until the next time, have a great week. Power. Hi, I'm Maxine from Ministry and Wellness, your health and wellness advocate. Are you having problems relaxing? Maybe feeling a little stressed? You are not alone, but I've got the solution for you. Go to ministryandwellness.com for your alternative solutions to comfort. 
or call me at area code 855-200-2774 to book your free consultation. No question is too small and don't be shy. I'm here to help and look forward to speaking with you. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Cindy Ashley. On the wake up. Just get your body to move.